Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean Cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 170. Royal Caribbean is known for rolling out the red carpet for its newest cruise ships, and Harmony of the Seas is on her way to the United States and her new home of Port Everglades, Florida. This week, I'll be sailing on this incredible new ship, and I'll be offering you a preview of my plans on my two, yes, two, Harmony of the Sea sailings this week. There is a lot going on during these sailings, and on this episode, I'll be previewing my plans on board and sharing how you can join me virtually for all the fun. Here we go. If you've been following Royal Caribbean News at all in the last couple of months, certainly, then you are very aware of the prominence of Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas. It has been the news item in Royal Caribbean circles in terms of its imminent arrival here in the United States, and even its sailings in Europe have generated a lot of buzz. But with the ship now on its way to the United States and going to be arriving here, in fact, depending on when you listen to this episode, it's either here already or it's about to be here in a couple of days, a lot of people are getting excited for this cruise ship to finally be here, including myself. And on this week's episode, I'll be sharing with you my thoughts about my upcoming cruises on Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas. And as many of you know, I preview my Royal Caribbean cruises here on the podcast. And then when I return, I share my thoughts on in a review. And this one is kind of unique because I'm actually going on Harmony of the Seas twice, although it's not consecutive sailings. So, Harmony of the Seas arrives in Port Everglades November 5th, and I'll be on the November 5th sailing, then I go home for two days, and then I go back on for another two-day sailing. So, it's five total nights on board, although there's a gap in the middle, and certainly very weird, but, you know, that's how it goes. I'm not complaining. I'll take what I can get. It's kind of funny. I originally had gotten the two-night sailing on November 10th on Harmony of the Seas as what I was going for. I need to obviously mention that I am a guest of Royal Caribbean. They invited me to be on this cruise as part of the media contingent that will be covering the ship's arrival. It's a two-night cruise, and if you've listened to this podcast before and or, and or read a Royal Caribbean blog before, you may remember our coverage of Quantum of the Seas and Anthem of the Seas in a similar vein, right? Two-night sailings, pretty common. And uh, I'm very excited to go on there, and certainly I was, I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. But as we got closer... I, of course, wanted more. Two nights. I mean, two nights on any ship is a tease, to say the least. I mean, it's over before you know it. I always joke, you get your luggage tags about disembarkation on day one. <laughs> That's just crazy. I mean, it's over. It's, it's, I will look, everyone will take a, a two night cruise if they can get one. And I certainly don't blame you for wanting one, but I will tell you that in my experience that it is just, it's so, it's over so quickly because, you know, you get on board the ship. That's night one. You have the, Full day the next day, yes, and then you're off the ship after on that next morning. So it goes by very, very quickly, and I started looking at some options, and I just kind of said, well, you know, it's, it is what it is, and I discovered there's actually this three-night sailing. It's kind of odd. Royal Caribbean is doing a transatlantic sailing, and then when she arrives, when Harmony of the Seas arrives in Port Everglades, there's a quick three-night sailing that is open to the public. Anybody can buy it, and certainly I took advantage of it as well. And then they go into two consecutive media sailings, which is odd, again, because on Quantum of the Seas and Anthem of the Seas, Upon her arrival in the United States, they immediately went into these media slash travel agent sailings for, for that. Anyway, I'm not complaining, but I noticed that not only was it a three-night sailing, but it was over a weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which seemed like a perfect fit for me. So I jumped on it. I was I was looking at some prices. I jumped on it at the last minute, and I'll tell you, I paid a lot of money for this cruise, uh, more than I probably should for a three-night cruise, but I wanted to... <laughs> 
forgive this. I wanted to do it for research. I need more time on the ship. Two nights is not enough for to, for me to be able to get the content that I need for RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. And and as I so eloquently told my wife, I need to get on board. And need was in air quotes. I need to get on board the ship to sh- to to you know see it all to get a, even a chance of seeing it all because I can't. Even if I was on a seven night cruise, I would tell you firsthand you can't do it all on an Oasis class ship. And certainly. Two nights is definitely not going to do it. I mean, not only is there not enough time, but on these media cruises, the two-night sailings, there's a lot of information sessions, interviews, and and things of that nature. So there's not a whole lot of time to actually go out and explore. So going on this three-night sailing is going to allow me to do that. So I am going to drive down to Port Everglades on that Saturday morning, November 5th, about a three-hour drive from the port. So not terrible. I will be waking up pretty early in the morning. We'll probably need a Starbucks stop on the way. YOLO, right? Got to make that happen. And then I'll be getting on board the ship. And, you know, it's the the three-night sailing is going to be a lot of fun because I'm going to get a chance to really go at it, get, you know, without all the media stuff going on, being able to really get a sense of exploring the ship, seeing what's available on here, checking out the entertainment, seeing all the different venues on board, and really trying to piece together what makes Harmony of the Sea so special. And that's three days of that. I'll be staying actually in a boardwalk view balcony room, my first time in a boardwalk view room. I've stayed in Central Park balcony rooms before, but this one I was able to actually get a neighborhood guarantee room. That's what I booked. So it's a guaranteed room. They didn't tell me which room I would have at the time, only that it would be a guarantee of a Central Park or Boardwalk balcony. And it ended up being a Boardwalk balcony, which is which is great because although I do love Central Park for the purposes of of sharing with all of you and reporting rollerblog.com, it's way better for me to have a boardwalk balcony because I've never been in there. So I can experience it firsthand. I'll obviously be able to share a lot of the views and experiences from that firsthand. So this is terrific from that standpoint off the bat. Now, once on board, my plans are pretty much relegated to just exploring as much as I can. I really, really, really want to get as much of the experiences in as, as, as possible. And it's a bit of a challenge because I've got the three-night and then the two-nighter, and I'm trying to balance the two, understanding I can't do it all on either sailing, and I still can't do it all over both sailings, but prioritizing what's important to me. This will not be a sit-by-the-pool kind of cruise. I've also done a couple other things that are new to me. Number one, I am not I did not buy any drink package for the three night cruise. I am relegating myself to the Royal Caribbean Crown and Anchor Society Diamond Coupon drinks, and that's the from what is it, four thirty to eight every evening in either the Diamond Lounge or at bars and lounges across the ship. You get some complimentary drinks, so that's included there. I'll be bringing two bottles of wine. My wife asked, Do you think you can drink two bottles of wine by yourself? Dare accepted. <laughs> So I'll be doing that, but I'm not buying a drink package. I'm trying to keep the cost down. And it's really just about, again, doing quote unquote work uh, for for the blog on there. And you know, I joke about that because, of course, it's it's hard for me to say with a straight face that I'm going on a cruise ship to do work. I tried telling that to my parents, to my wife, and to many people on Periscope as well. Nobody believes it, but it really is that. I mean, I'm not going to be sitting by the pool all day, sunning myself and just relaxing. This is really, I'm hope my, my plan is to run around the ship and and photograph it and videotape it and write blog posts about it so that way when i get questions about harmony of the seas i can definitely answer them and so many people have questions about it it is there's a reason why harmony of the seas is getting as much attention as it's getting it's because people are really interested in it so going on this three night sailing to me is a major part of this now when i get off the ship uh, after the three night sailing 
I'm actually going to stay in Fort Lauderdale for two days. I was able to get a sweet deal because the 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 deal was I was going I'm going on the three nighter by myself, and then the two nighter my wife is joining me for it. So originally my plan was I was going to get off the ship, drive back home, and then literally the next day drive back to Fort Lauderdale, and then back again. Obviously, when that uh, sailing is over, that is a very awful plan from the amount of time I'll be spending in the car. Right? Who wants to spend you know? Uh, that much time in the car driving back and forth, regardless of if it's for a cruise or not. So instead, what we ended up doing is we were able to get a really great deal. I got on Priceline.com. I'm a big fan of the Express. If you're ever going to a cruise and you're going to be staying in a port in a city that you don't necessarily care where you're staying, like, you know, you want to stay in a decent hotel, right? Not a flea bag motel or anything like that. But you don't really care if you're staying in, you know, a specific hotel brand or more importantly, you know, you're you're not that specific about where exactly you're staying. You know, you're going to Fort Lauderdale, right? Who cares if you're in Dania Beach, North Fort Lauderdale, West Fort Lauderdale, as long as you're, you know, within 30 minute drive, uh, then the Priceline option is terrific because you it is really, I believe, still one of the last best ways to get a deal on a hotel room. And I was able to take advantage of their Priceline Express deals, which are a little bit easier. As you may know, Priceline built its reputation on booking rooms via naming your own price. And that still works. And I do that occasionally. But they have a new option, which is kind of the happy medium between naming your own price and doing all your research as to what a good price is versus just going through the traditional means of seeing the hotel names and everything like that. So you don't see the hotel name, but you do see the star class, the amenities, and a price. And I was able to snag a uh, hotel. I didn't know what it was. It was two nights for about 120 bucks, And I ended up with a La Quinta Inn in, in Fort Lauder- North Fort Lauderdale. It's fairly well-reviewed on TripAdvisor, and I definitely saved a lot of money on that. On top of that, I was able to get my wife a $38 one-way airfare from Orlando to Miami, to, so that way I can go get her from there. And that saves me time, saves her time. She hates driving also. So 150 bucks basically, and a ho- one flight and two hotel rooms. I think this is a great deal. So I'll be spending the two nights there in Fort Lauderdale, then back on board again to get some more fun on on Harmony of the Season. You know, it, it is a, this is a research trip. A lot of times when we talk about my cruises I've been on, they're, they're vacations. Maybe they're even Royal Caribbean Block group cruises, right? But there's a vacation component to it. This is really, I, and I, <laughs> I still can't, I know I've said this three times now, but I, I'm serious. This is really a quote-unquote work trip. I'm really looking forward to checking out some of these venues and experiencing it for myself. I'm not going to doubt deny that I'm going to have a really, really fun time on board and enjoy it all and then certainly be sharing with all of you on Facebook and Instagram and Periscope. But it, that's the goal of all of this, and that's what I keep reminding myself as to what I am doing there to, you know, to, to uh, you know, at the end of the day to, to make sure that uh, we're getting a hold of. So, you know, it's, it is very exciting. Things that I'm doing on the ship that'll be new. Certainly staying in a boardwalk, that'll be brand new to me. There's a lot of new entertainment on board. Certainly Harmony of the Seas, when Royal Caribbean built the ship, they added all new entertainment. I give Royal Caribbean a lot of credit for this. I mean, you look at Anthem of the Seas, Quantum of the Seas, Ovation of the Seas, Harmony of the Seas, and the new ships coming up beyond that. I mean, Royal Caribbean is not recycling shows here. They're all new shows on board. And you've got some really amazing ones, I've got to say. You've got, of course, Grease, the Broadway musical. Believe it or not. I have never seen Greece. I know. What kind of American am I? I never saw it. I mean, I know of it, and certainly I know enough cultural references to know that it's from Greece, but I've never actually seen the movie or the show, so I'll be seeing it here. But arguably, I'm more excited to check out Columbus the Musical. I first heard about the show on Anthem of the Seas from 
uh, Royal Caribbean's Vice President of Entertainment, Nick Weir, who we've had on the podcast before. And Nick was telling me all about how cool the show is. It's an original Royal Caribbean production, but it's a musical, and it's it's based on uh, – or it's kind of modeled after, if you will, uh, these kind of the comedic music – Broadway musicals that are out there, uh, you know, like uh, Spamalot. Um, and it, it's kind of an interesting take. It really sounds fun. I can't wait to see this one as uh, as well. And this one probably is my number one show I'm most looking forward to doing. Of course, I I never uh, overlook any Royal Caribbean show that's out there. So you've got the shows in the Aqua Theater. You, the fine line is supposed to be amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And also the ice skating show 1887. I'm you know I like I said every time I've thought to myself how good can an ice skating show be and I go see one on Royal Caribbean ships and. It looks phenomenal, and what I've read, people have said even that the 1887 ice skating show looks is the best ice skating show Royal Caribbean's ever done to date. So if it's written on the internet, it must be true, and I will go uh, check it out for myself. So the entertainment is definitely a big part of it because there is so much that is is over here that's new, and it's daunting, quite honestly, to try to do it all. I mean, even in a seven-night cruise, you know, there's a lot of shows. So for to, to split it up over three and two nights, there's a lot going on. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. So, nonetheless, I will I will figure it out. In terms of dining, uh, on the three-night cruise, I will not go to the main dining room. I'm going to do just the Windjamer. That's my plan. I reserve the right to change my mind. But I'm going to try to make it keep it easier. Again, this is to maximize my time more than anything. I, I've never done this before. I've actually never gone on a cruise and never eaten at either the main dining room for dinner or a specialty restaurant. And... As my plan is currently, I am planning to break that and, and eat in the Windjammer. Air. Plenty of people swear by it. I don't think there's any problem with it. In fact, many times I've been to the Windjammer Air for what I call pre-dinner. Pre-dinner is if you sit have second seating dining around 8 o'clock, well, around you know 6 o'clock you're going to get hungry. You get a little quote-unquote snack called pre-dinner, and I go to the Windjammer. Usually it's, I've also brought my kids up there to eat something, and you know I help myself. But the spread for dinner is amazing. The sheer amount of food is great. A lot of the same things in the main dining room are available in the Windjammer. And also, it helps me maximize my time because obviously I can eat a whole lot faster over there and I don't have to pack as much. So from that standpoint, I am planning on trying that for the first time. Our ship, by the way, if you're wondering where these, these sailings are going, they're actually going in the same place for both. We are going to Nassau, Bahamas on both the three and the two night cruises. I am not planning on getting off the ship at all in either of them because, again, I'm here for research. I could You could justify some that. You could go do research in Nassau. Very true point, although... I can go do that on other cruises. I will maximize my time here and stay on board the ship. I'm hoping a lot of people will go off the ship to go explore, so that way I can get some time to myself to uh, to, to to see some more things on board, maybe with less of the lines on board. Who knows? But I'll be doing that. Again, I, for, in terms of uh, dining, uh, other than the Windjammer and some free play, complimentary places, I don't have any plans. I haven't booked anything else yet. I reserve the right to change my mind if I see a good deal, perhaps for lunch. But I'm trying to prioritize also things that are new, uh, things that are new to me especially, uh, the things that we haven't reviewed on the blog yet. So uh, I know this I, – I, prepare yourselves. I'm about to say something I don't think anyone has ever said – you would ever thought I would ever say before. I, Matt Hotchberg, am saying I don't need to eat at Sabor because I've eaten at Sabor and other Oasis-class ships. I'm not saying I'm not going to, but I'm telling you officially I don't need to. Of course, need is the key word there. Again, I, I'm only human. Who knows what will happen there, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. The internet, I did purchase the Voom package, Voom Surf and Stream. 
have to do that. I mean, that's a, that's a gimme, and I took advantage of that offer. But otherwise, uh, pretty much just going to be documenting as much of this as I can. This is really a research trip, and I am looking forward to checking it out. On the two-night cruise, it's more of the same, really. And the two-night cruise, I'll be eating. Right now, we have, we're set in the main dining room for dinner. And for that one, I will be eating the main dining room for, so I can get experience there. The reason why I'm doing it with the two-night, number one is on the two-night, my wife will be there, so I'll have someone to sit with. I'm sitting by myself. I know I can sit by myself in the main dining room uh, if, if I wanted to, but it's just, I don't, I don't see a real need for it, to be honest with you. And again, I'm trying to maximize my time, so from that standpoint, I'm going to go there. But, you know, the two-nighter is a mix of exploration and research, but a lot of also seminars. Royal Caribbean does a lot of things for uh, us as members of the media to, uh, you know, offer different experiences, tours, and and they open up staterooms to look at. So I'll be doing a lot of that. And there's I'm trying to look at it holistically and say, okay, what parts, you know, can I, can I do on this sailing? What parts can I do on that sailing? It's going to be, I can tell you one thing. Number one, I'm going to be extremely tired when I get back. I know no one has any sympathy for me. Matt, be quiet. You're going on two cruises. How bad can it be? But it's also going to be, you know, a challenge to see it all and do it all because there's a lot. There's so much on Harmony of the Seas. And I'm very curious to see which aspects of the ship are going to stand on my mind. I remember when I went on the Quantum Class ships, I never was really looking forward that much to 270. And then I remember going on Quantum and Anthem and saying, wow, this area is my favorite. And I just always ended up going over there. So I'm trying to see what area of the ship I'm going to be drawn to on Harmony of the Seas, right? Which area is going to draw me the most? Which entertainment is going to stand out as as certainly the best crowd pleasers and my favorites, things that I definitely want to maybe even do again? Because right now I've booked the entertainment for myself on both cruises. Many times there's overlap. And this is something you should take advantage of. On any Oasis class ship, including Harmony of the Seas, you are able to reserve entertainment. It's not true of all Royal Caribbean ships. So if you're going on Freedom of the Seas, you can't do this in advance. But via the cruise planner on Oasis and Quantum class ships, you can reserve your entertainment in advance. It's complimentary. And there's really no reason not to because it costs you nothing. And, you know, it's, it's a reserved spot on board. So definitely something to, to check out. The other thing, of course, I'm also really, really excited for are the slides on board. If you're unaware, Royal Caribbean has added a number of water and dry slides to Harmony of the Season. What that means is, well, the water slides are pretty straightforward, right? You've all been on water slides before. These look really cool. The Perfect Storm ones. I am, uh, boy, I'll never be so excited to do research <laughs> for this one. And then the really, the, the creme de la creme, the one that everyone talks about, the Ultimate Abyss. It's on the back of the ship. It's that big purple slide that has that piranha looking. It's on it's an anglerfish, sorry. That anglerfish on the back that you go into, it's going to be incredible. I'm I'm going to tell you this right now. I know I'm going to be scared. I'm not going to pretend to be all Mr. Manly Man. I'm definitely not that guy. <laughs> I don't like touching fish or birds, so I'm not going to try to play it off by my, going on the slide. But I think I'll, I'll be excited for it. I'm, I want to do it. I want to experience it. But I know when I get up there at the top, and I believe the platform is actually see-through, so you can look down all the way down to the boardwalk. <laughs> I will probably be thinking to myself, oh boy, what did what did I get myself into here? But this is a really cool aspect of the ship to be able to check out. There's the there's the escape room, which is uh, something that I experienced for the first time on Anthem of the Seas. It's basically a puzzle game where you have a, a set amount of time to compete with other guests to figure out these clues to unlock this code to quote unquote escape the room. I had a lot of fun on Anthem of the Seas. My only regret, and I, I've shared this story I think on Periscope before. When I did on Anthem of the Seas, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was very dehydrated. So about halfway through the escape room experience, I started getting really nauseous. At first, I thought I was getting seasick, but then there was like literally no movement because on a two-night cruise, we were going like two miles an hour, and there was nothing going on. I realized later I was 
I was definitely dehydrated. And after the after the escape room, I immediately chugged like three bottles of water and then took it easy for a couple hours back in my stateroom. But that being said, <laughs> for uh, this time around, I will hope to enjoy it and be sure to drink plenty of water. There's your PSA for the day. Make sure you drink a lot of water. Alcohol does not count. Neither does, unfortunately, Starbucks beverages. <laughs> that being said, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to checking out the escape room and this time being able to enjoy it all because the second half of it last time I was too nauseous to really I, – I, I powered through it, but it was not enjoyable. On the two-nighter, by the way, I should mention on the two-night cruise on Harmony, I will be moving over to a Ocean View balcony. This is the first time I've done an Ocean View balcony on an Oasis-class ship. Every time we've been on Oasis or Allure of the Seas, I've done Central Park. So, uh, theoretically, it's a different kind of experience. I'm, I've seen plenty of balconies on other Royal Caribbean ships, so I'm not sure it's going to be that different. But it will be a different experience, and I'm looking forward to checking it out there. You know, I'm telling you, I love the days leading up to your cruise. It is some of the best and worst feelings, you know, because you're so close. You can see it. You know that end of the the end of the line is right there. You can see the finish line. It is uh, that's enough sports analogies out of me. It is you know you're there, right? It's finally here. It's just like a matter of days away. But boy, do those days just take forever, right? You guys know. I mean, it's one of those weird things. I mean, no one has any sympathy for anybody who tells you that because it's like, you know, Matt, come on, you got to you're going on a cruise, dude. How bad can it be? But I'll tell you, this is true. I think it's much easier when you're 300 days out to wait a week than when you're a week out to to go. But I am very, very excited for this. And, of course, if you want more details about this, I'll be sharing as much as I possibly can about my cruises at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. I'll be doing a daily blog, live blog post where I document everything I'm doing in the day. I'll also be posting to our Instagram account, our Facebook page, Twitter, and I might even, if, if I'm crazy enough, try our Snapchat. I have a Snapchat account. I'll be honest with you. I don't even know how Snapchat works. I hate to be like that old guy who goes, I don't know how this thing works. <laughs> but I'm going to be that guy. It's, I've tried it a couple times. I didn't quite understand it, but I will try it again. But I'll be posting primarily on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com and and, uh, and and certainly doing Periscopes, live broadcasts. That's uh, it, All this is free, by the way. So I would love if you can join us for it. Just go to RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com or even better yet, if you want an easy-to-remember URL, easy, I like easy, HarmonyOfTheSeas.live, HarmonyOfTheSeas.live. Dot live and I'll post show notes to all of this by or I'll post show notes. I'll post links in our show notes to all of this at royalcaribbeanblog.com. So if you're driving, don't worry, don't try to jot it down. If it's all waiting for you, just go to royalcaribbeanblog.com after you successfully and safely arrive at your destination and then check it out on the website. All the links there for our live coverage will be there. I am super excited for it. I'm curious to hear what you all want me to cover because you know what? Maybe we'll have to do a, a little bit of a TRL session on on Periscope. If you guys remember what TRL is, it's a certain generation. On MTV, it was called Total Request Live, and the idea was that you call in and ask them to play you know, whatever music video you wanted. So maybe we'll do some TRL experiences where I'm on board Harmony and I'll go check something out somebody wants to go see. So we'll have fun with it. That's the, that's the whole goal, right? Is to have a good time, share with all of you as much as I can. So I can't wait. And of course, there'll be more coverage of this, lots more, plenty more coverage at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Thank you so much for checking out Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. You know, it, I love doing this each and every week. And if you love the podcast as much as I love doing it, perhaps you can consider joining the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders. The Insiders is a program I've set up to allow folks to donate to Royal Caribbean Blog financially. And in return, not only do you get that good, warm feeling in your in the pit of your stomach or in your heart or whatever, that you've done a good job and you're supporting something you love, but... 
It's also a means of getting some rewards back for it. Like, depending on the amount you donate at, you will get certain rewards, like Royal Caribbean Blog merchandise, access to special Royal Caribbean Blog events, a, a private Facebook group just for insiders in, that, that I talk with and convene with and share ideas with before anywhere else. In fact, you can also get special Royal Caribbean Blog podcast episodes that are exclusive to insiders that nobody else gets to listen to and never hits the airwaves here on the on the regular podcast feed. So there's lots more great benefits for being an insider. So if you want to become an insider, check it out right now. Go to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support, royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support for more information. I will post, of course, a link in our show notes to more information about becoming an insider. And we've had so many wonderful insiders. We just wrapped up one year of the Royal Caribbean Blog Insider Program, and I am so thankful for everybody who has become an insider. It really is amazing, quite honestly, and and from a, I, I, I am moved by all the support I've received, and I would love to have more folks join us because it's a lot of fun, and if you talk to these insiders, they will tell you that it is a great investment because you're supporting royalcaribbeanblog.com financially, making sure that we're able to continue to do things, and also do more and better things, but also the the access and the perks of it are pretty sweet as well. So big thank you to the insiders. And of course, if you're not one already, I would love for you to consider being one. RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com slash support. Now let's keep things rolling with our emails. Of course, every week I read your Royal Caribbean emails. I got a great one actually, just perfect for this topic. It's from our good friend Susan Widdowson, who was on board Harmony of the Seas. Susan took some time to, from her transatlantic cruise to send me an email, and I thought this was a perfect email to read on this week's episode. And Susan wrote, I thought I'd share a few random observations so far. Wow, bands. I've only seen about a dozen people wearing them. When we boarded, I didn't see any obvious places to purchase them and no advertisements for them. Artwork. We don't really care for it on the ship. Many people we have talked to echo our thoughts. Too modern, a step down in the usual quality of Royal Caribbean ship artwork. Cabins. We love the new layout of the cabin. There's a lot of storage space, and getting rid of the coffee table is a good idea. We have an ocean view balcony, category D7, and love the chairs, footstools on the balcony, although we were disappointed not to have the larger table that we had on the Oasis of the Seas. The larger shower in the balcony is a big plus, but the toilet paper is pretty well hidden under the counter. Entertainment, all I can say is wow. We have seen Grease twice, The Fine Line in the Aqua Theater, and 1887, The Ice Show, and they were all outstanding. Royal Crane has really upped their game on the shows. It's going to spoil us for other ships. Diamond. This is our first cruise as Diamond level, so we've been taking full advantage of the perks. Because there are so many Diamond, Diamond Plus guests on board this particular sailing, 2300 plus, they opened up the Jazz Club and the Comedy Club during quote-unquote happy hours to accommodate the overflow from the Diamond Lounge crowds. For a ship at full capacity, there are very few crowds anywhere. Elevators have been empty. After a show, we just walked to the other end of the ship to get an elevator. Dining. The food has been delicious on embarkation day. We headed up to Solarium Bistro. No lines. Great food. We have eaten there several times so far. The main dining room is a little chaotic and slow for us, but the food is excellent. On this ship, decks four and five of the main dining room are from my time dining, and we are on deck four of the grand. We miss the elegance out of the main dining room from other ships. Of course, we have had to share... We have had our share of the Kemmelwick sandwiches from the Park Cafe. The Perfect Storm, we tried these today. We think that a few years ago, we would have really enjoyed them. But at our age, they're a little too fast. We look forward to trying the Ultimate Abyss soon. And uh, thanks very much for everything that you do. Susan, thank you so much for the email. This is great stuff. First of all, a couple things I picked up on. Number one, great tip about going to the Solarium Bistro to avoid the lines, especially on Embarkation Day. The Solarium Bistro is a wonderful spot. It's in the Solarium. It's it's complimentary. So definitely a great thing to check out. By the way, I love your tip about after shows to walk the end, other end of the ship. This is a great tip in general. Embarkation Day, do the same thing. If you ever find the elevators really jammed up because something is letting out, 
walk to the other other end of the ship. The elevators are usually far less crowded there, and it's it's an enjoyable walk, quite honestly. So that's a great tip. I love that. Thank you for all the reviews of everything you've done over here. Uh, you know, the one thing I was about the WoW bands, I'm not surprised to hear that very few people are using it. It's kind of interesting because Royal Caribbean first rolled out WoW bands, by the way, for saying that. What is a WoW band? A WoW band is an RFID bracelet that works just the same way a CPAS does. It's a... It's a rubbery wristband that you wear, and instead of using your CPAS, you use this wild band, and you swipe it near all the readers, like in your stateroom, and it opens the door for you. If you're buying something, the crew member can, can scan it. And this was really a big deal when, I remember when Quantum of the Seas came out, and Rokerman was really pushing it. And then, inexpli- inexplicably, they decided to kind of change their, their plan. So they were giving it away for free on Quantum. Not on Anthem, they were like, you know what, we're going to charge for it. And not only are they charging for it, as Susan noted, and I've, I've heard similar reports on other ships as well, it's not very well advertised. It's not like this is all over the place and they're really trying to get people to use it. It seems like it's something that they have and they offer still, but it's not nearly a focal point of the experience and they're not really pushing it. So if you don't know about it from, like, say, this podcast, you may not know that it actually exists and thus you wouldn't actually seek it out, right? It's uh, They are free, by the way, or complimentary, I should say, for suite guests. But for other guests who are not in suites, it costs $4.95 per band, although you can reuse the band on subsequent cruises. I will actually be – I'm going to make a mental note to bring my WoW bands that I have still left over from Anthem and Quantum to Harmony to see if I can do that, save myself 5 bucks. But I will say that I have to collect all the colors anyway because that's kind of the nerd I am. <laughs> but I'm not surprised to hear that because, again, I think – I don't know why Royal Caribbean kind of – hides them. I don't say they hide them, but they don't certainly advertise nearly as much as they probably should, or at least I think they should. But Susan, thank you so much for the email. Great observations. I love those kinds of just bullet point observations from a cruise. Really, really good stuff. Next email is from Barbara who writes, you are wonderful. Wow, I love the email to start out that way. Uh, may I bring wine on Rhapsody of the Seas? Also, have taken my family on a cruise every Christmas for 15 years because we all stay in one inside cabin. Important thing is that being cramped is worth having family time without being disturbed by phones or outside influences. Another reason when choosing a cabin. Barbara, great email. Thank you so much for the, the message. Can you bring wine on Rhapsody of the Seas? Yes. Any Royal Caribbean ship, you can bring up to two bottles of wine with you on board the ship. You need to bring it on your carry-on. Do not pack it in your in your checked luggage. There's two reasons for this. Number one. The obvious one, it could break, but that's not really the reason you shouldn't do it. The real reason not to put in your in your uh, checked luggage is your baggage will be flagged by security because they don't know they can't see in the X-ray machine if it's if it's wine or alcohol like booze, which are not allowed. So they'll hold your luggage. It'll take forever to get your bag. You have to go downstairs to the quote unquote naughty room. I've done this once and claim your bag, and they'll have to open it up and make sure that it actually is wine. So don't do any of that. Bring it in your carry-on up to two bottles per stateroom. So if you've got you're staying in, you know, like uh, if you have two staterooms, right? Oftentimes, my family and we cruise one room for us as the adults, one room for the kids. We can bring four bottles of wine, but it has to be on embarkation day only. Bring it on there, two bottles of wine. And yes, there's no corkage fee. That used to be a thing back in the day. They got rid of that. So very, very easy. I do this every single cruise. You just heard me, Barbara, mention earlier in this episode. I'll be doing that strategy. It's a great money saver. And you can bring it to the restaurants. They will hold it for you. So if you drink only half a bottle on day one, they can hold it for you and bring it back the next day right to your table. So it's a very cool thing. I, I really like that Royal Caribbean offers that. And there you go. And I also I like your 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 strategy here. You, you know, you get to spend some family time on board the ship and being able to do a cruise over the holidays like that. What a great idea. I love that, Barbara. Thank you so much for the email. Next, we have an email from... 
Paul writes, Matt, love the podcast and love being a Royal Caribbean blog insider. Your insights and enthusiasm on everything Royal Caribbean is well worth the monthly contribution. Not only does it prepare me for my very first Royal Caribbean cruise next August on Oasis of the Seas, but the show gives me a weekly mini dose of vacation talk during my boring 90-minute transit commute. First of all, a correction. I just got a phone from my MEI travel agent, Sharla, shameless sponsor plug, and she stated that the maximum child age for dinner is 12, not 16, as you stated on one of your recent shows. In other words, children 12 and under are charged a lower rate for specialty diner, dinners at and dinner packages, but teenagers and above will be charged the full adult price. I'm telling my son, who will be 17 at the time of our cruise, and my two twin girls, who will be 14, so the four-night dinner package will be $100 per person. Still a great deal, and I'm amazed they don't charge teenagers extra. Secondly, a suggestion for future shows. This first, uh, the first is onboard photos and photo packages. I know you can purchase photo packages before your cruise from mycruisephotos.com, as I've done for our previous Disney cruises, but I have no idea how much these packages are for Royal Caribbean. For a seven-night cruise on Oasis of the Seas, what are we looking at? Ballpark figures. Are there lots of candid photography at dinners, by the pools, etc.? Can I book a family portrait session on a formal night? What's the savings of booking beforehand versus while on board? Do the teen clubs have candid shots taken to them? Another show idea would be what to pack for the cruise. I know there's a formal night or two, but I've all heard of other theme nights like 70s or 80s nights. What other types of non-vacation clothes would we need? Also, what can't be brought on a ship like curling irons, power bars, and our other things like electronic devices? We'll be spending a week at Disney World beforehand, then a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise on Oasis of the Seas next August, stopping in Nassau, St. Martin, and St. Thomas. Can't wait. Paul. First of all, wonderful email. Thank you for being a Royal Caribbean Blog Insider, and I love this idea. First of all, thank you for the correction. I love making sure we get the right information out there. Thank you so much for the correction there. Also, the show ideas are fabulous. We absolutely, positively need to do episodes about both those topics. Photography is a big one, and I think that is very important to talk about, and I don't want to just give you the quick 30-second answer, Paul, but there are a lot of places on board that do photography. There are candid shots, usually in ports and around like the pool, like things like that. But you'll see a majority of the photographs are taken during the evenings around the ship for like, you know, around dinner time. But we'll talk about that in a future show. And I think that's very well worth discussing because there's a lot of different things to consider. If other one is what to pack for a cruise, boy, that's like the eternal question, right? I mean, people, there's a bazillion uh, blog posts out there about this topic. But when we're talking about cruising, I think there is definitely something to talk to, to note and some things we can definitely share some insight, especially about the theme nights. I think you're right about that. Making sure you're properly prepared. I like it. Paul, thank you so much for the email. And you know what? I'm I am putting this email right to the side here so I don't overlook it. And we do these these episode ideas uh, after I get back from Harmony. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan, Matt. All right. Thank you, Paul. Next email is from my good friend Murphy. Thanks for the great podcast. In episode 166, you discuss being careful about the location of your cabin. One thought is that you should remember that if you are above or below a restaurant, that restaurant may have some noise with it. It will only be during certain dining dining times. In other words, no noise during sleeping times. I really hope you join. I really hope that I can join you on a group cruise in the future. Add shameless plug here. How far in advance do you usually tip, typically set up the cruises? Thank you. Excellent tip. If you're looking at your stateroom, Murphy's talking about basically, if you're looking at your room, let's say you're, look, you're saying, ah, maybe I'm going to book this particular room. It's an inside room on deck four, okay? On whatever ship, doesn't really matter. Rather than just looking what's around your room, also look what's above and below your room, one deck above, one deck below, because if there are public spaces like restaurants, there can be potentially, not all the time, but there can be perhaps some noise bleed from you know chairs being dragged around, dishes 
making dish sounds. <laughs> Clanging? Is that the word? I can't think of the word, but you know what I mean. There can be noise bleed from these public spaces. Pools can do this. Bars, nightclubs. I mean, you know, it, it's a consideration. I don't think it's necessarily a end-all, be-all, but you can help it, certainly. It's probably not a bad idea to avoid it. I certainly do that as well when I look at it. Would, I stop, would it stop me from going on a cruise if it was the last room on board and it was a great deal? Probably not, but... Again, worth considering. The other question you had was about the shamelessly talking about the Royal Caribbean Blog group cruises. And if you want more details about our group cruises, they are at royalcaribbeanblog.com slash events. And I will post a link in our show notes, of course, to that. We actually have two group cruises coming up. First is uh, in February 2017 on Navigator. This is a fabulous one. Navigator, my favorite ship, favorite Royal Caribbean ship. Nine nights out of Miami to, get this, Labadee, Aruba. Bonaire, Curacao. We're going to the Southern Caribbean without going to Puerto Rico. Nine nights, but it leaves on a Friday, comes back on a Sunday. So it's really a seven-night cruise plus like one day in terms of vacation days. And it's over President's Week, so if you get President's Week off, then you're really golden. Uh, I am super, super excited for this cruise. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a great crowd already lined up for that one. And then on top of that, in September 2017, we are going on... Harmony of the Seas. Yes, for the for the group cruise. So I get a chance to go on there with all of you and share in it and, and get actually a fair amount of time to get on board and maybe sit by the pool a little bit instead of just running around like a madman. Uh, so that'll be in September 2017. And, uh, of course, more details about all this. And uh, if you want to get a free, no-obligation quote, go to royalcommonblog.com slash events. But, Murph, you were asking about how... How far in advance do I typically set up the cruises? I try to do it as far in advance as I can. If you're thinking about 2018, Murph, that's probably where you're going with this question, right? I am waiting for Royal Caribbean to put out the the uh, itineraries for 2018. There are some already, but it only goes out to like March or April, depending on the itinerary. But I want to see the full picture, and I, I think I owe it to you guys because I don't want to pick something now just to pick something and then be like, oh, you know what? I really would have liked to have done something else. So I will try to put it out there as, as early as I can. Of course, one perk for being a Royal Caribbean blog insider is they actually get 24-hour advance notice for any events, including group cruises. So they'll get first dibs on any rooms that we have in our group, and then I'll open up the general public. So I, if you're trying to figure out how far in advance, it probably will be sometime in the early part of the year. That's when Royal Caribbean releases its new itineraries. And I'll be, but I try to give you as much advance notice as I can because one of the best tips for saving money on a Royal Caribbean cruise to get the lowest possible price is to book as far in advance as you can. That's like number one with a bullet other than maybe using a travel agent. So I got to practice what I preach and give all of you as much notice as I can. And that's why uh, I try to do that that way. So Murph, expect the 2018 group cruises to be announced, at least one of them. I try to do two a year. That's kind of my plan now, at least, to announce at least one of them right around, uh, let's say, March-ish time frame of next year. But, of course, I'll post plenty of information and, of course, mention it here on this podcast when it comes out. So, great email, Murph. And we got time for one more email. One more and it is coming from Ron Ladowski, who is also a proud Royal Caribbean Blog Insider. I am booked on a nine-night Bermuda and Easter Caribbean cruise in a grand suite right next to me on Deck 12, as according to the website. And owner suite, which is only 10 days uh, prior to departure, is still unbooked. I received a call from what I thought was the Royal Caribbean Upgrade Ferry, but was in effect Royal Caribbean Upsell Department. For $1,400 additional, my wife and I can move into the available suite. This, of course, would open up a grand suite, which would then be offered to junior suite guests. The junior suite would then be more likely to be offered to balcony guests. After deliberating for about 15 seconds, I determined that the additional space and a bathroom, which included a shower in addition to the bathtub, was not worth approximately $155 per day since they are both sky-class category state rooms and consequently offer the same benefits. My question is, if I had made the jump, 
with the cost of my cruise taxes, fees, port expenses, and Royal Caribbean vacation protection plan also have increased. Hopefully, the real Royal Caribbean upgrade fair will visit me prior to, to the Royal Caribbean blog, September 16th, 2017, Harmony of the Seas group cruise, shameless plug. Thanks, Matt, for keeping up all the great work. By the way, I did not tell anybody to do the shameless plugs, although I do really, really, really appreciate really shameless plugs. So thank you so much, Ron for that. So that's a great question. First of all, I don't think I would have done differently as well. I $1,400 is a bit much. I know it was a nine night. So sometimes it's harder to understand the math versus a seven night, but I, I don't blame you one bit for sticking with what you had. So your question was, if you made the jump though, would your cruise taxes, fees, and port expenses have gone up? Your your taxes would, of course, you know, it's like anything. you spend more money, your taxes will go up there. Port expenses should not. Port fees are pretty much just or should not change there. Uh, the Royal Caribbean Vacation Protection Plan might also, I believe the Vacation Protection Plan is based on the amount that your vacation costs. So it's kind of irrelevant as to what room you have or anything like that. Just if you spend $2,000, then the cost of the Vacation Protection Plan is X. If you spend $3,000 on your cruise, it's Y, right? So I would expect there to be a, a small change there. They may have actually uh, included already in that $1,400 figure there. Of course, we don't know the answer to that one, Ron, but that could have been part of it. Uh, I, I mean, I got to think, though, it's, I mean, the port fees and taxes and expenses and, and all that stuff is kind of a marginal cost. I mean, it's not really going to, I don't think anyone's cruise is going to be made or, or, or broken financially because of that. If it is, then you probably shouldn't be cruising or, or spending that kind of money if, if you know, 50 to $100 here or there is going to really uh, cause you a, a great amount of financial stress. No one wants to spend it. I don't blame you. It's, you know, that's money to be spent elsewhere. But, you know, it's something to definitely consider. And I would have, so my advice to anyone in the situation that Ron encountered is, of course, ask for a complete breakdown. Say, hey, look, what is going to be the, my total and out, you know, out-of-pocket cost for this? And it's interesting. I've never actually gotten a call from this uh, mystical uh, Royal Caribbean upsell department or the upgrade ferry for that matter. Uh, but, it's interesting. I wouldn't mind being contacted, but I wish they would do it more often because, you know, you never know how much, you know, it'd be worth it. But I guess, you know, it makes total sense for them to be uh, to offering it because they don't want that room to go to go empty. And as you pointed out, Ron, you know, if everyone moves up a little bit, right, one everyone moves up one level, not only is Royal Caribbean getting more money, but also that opens up a lower about a lower category stateroom, which is easier to sell in the general public, especially close into a cruise. So. Good email, Ron. Great question. Some, certainly something we never talked about. I love when we get to touch upon new topics. And, of course, I want to hear from you as well. You have some great emails this week from Ron and and Murph uh, and and Paul. But I want to hear from you as well. So send me your emails, your thoughts about anything. It could be maybe like you could send what Susan sent us. You just got on a cruise or got off a cruise and you have some observations. I love hearing that kind of stuff. Or you have a question about something you've got coming up on, on your next sailing or uh, you know, your planning question, whatever's on your mind. Maybe you read something on blog.com and you want to discuss it. This, my friends, is your venue to do so. So send me an email, Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Matt, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. I can't wait to read them. I love doing this each and every week because we get a chance to talk Royal Caribbean together. Thank you so much for t- taking some time here to talk with me. Uh, of course, I have, as I said earlier, very, very excited for my upcoming cruise. And until next time, We'll talk again soon right here on the Royal Green Blog Podcast.